Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everyone is well. Now, again, late last year, I had a chance to speak to Robert Holmes for the second time since I started this podcast. Second year in a row, actually. Uh, we spoke uh, around the same time the year before, same month, nearly same date, back in 2021 as well. And uh, we were able to arrange another interview. Um, because since then, Robert Holmes has released uh, his new album called Sequel, which is some music, new music that he has created, that, uh, shall we say, wouldn't be out of place in a new Gabriel Knight game, or a new game from Jane Jensen. Uh, so he spoke all about that, how, of course, we get to listen to some of the music that he uh, that he recorded, talk about his Kickstarter, and how you can uh, get his uh, album, uh, and uh, he also uh, spoke about uh, some intriguing uh, things. He spoke about uh, maybe a sequel, two sequel. Uh, he spoke about uh, possibilities for, you know, more grey matter, and uh, I did ask him about Gabriel Knight 4, uh, so you can hear his response to that, and uh, whether Jane Jensen will be coming back to make adventure games uh, or not in the near future as well. So uh, he talked all about that. I had a wonderful time speaking to Robert Holmes, and I hope that you enjoyed this interview as well. So again, this was done live last year, but for those of you who missed it, it is available in video format on our YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, and uh, it's also uh, now for audio, for those of you who prefer listening to it. So uh, I'm going to stop waffling on now. So here is my interview with uh, Robert Holmes. Please enjoy. Uh, yeah, I believe we're live now. <laughs> uh, so, well, I hope we're live. Um, <laughs> so welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games podcast and another live interview that I'm doing. And this time, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm joined by, uh, I think we can call him legendary composer, <laughs> Robert. Now, you're a bit, uh, not shy, but I think you're you're very <laughs> modest. Uh, but uh, Robert Holmes, who's, of course, composer of Gabriel Knight, uh, Moebius Grey Matter, uh, worked at Sierra, and you've just released an album, a sequel, which we're going to talk about now. So, um, well, thank you so Hello. much for joining me, Robert. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me again. It's great uh, to be here. Yeah, no, well, it's uh, great to uh, to have you. And if anybody is in the chat, um, uh, please, you know, join us. Please say hello. And if you have any questions for Robert, please let us know. Again, this will be available afterwards on YouTube. This will be available afterwards on the podcast and audio um, as well. But if you are here live to speak to Robert Holmes, uh, please, uh, please let us know and uh, and welcome. Uh, so yeah, for it's last year, about this time last year that we last spoke, I believe it, it, it is almost exactly, which is great. <laughs> yeah, almost exactly to the day. I think we spoke towards the end of December last year, um, which I could believe back then that I was speaking with you, and now again just <laughs> a couple of weeks before 
uh, the end of December. But uh, how how have you been in the last year? You've been busy, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's been a good year. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, it's it's been very busy, and uh, that's a good thing. Lots of lots of great work on <clears throat> on sequel and and on uh, other stuff. And uh, you know, it's always good to have have things to keep keep myself <laughs> focused. And uh, uh, you know, we've we've been we're very fortunate. We've been healthy and happy and. Um, having a, a good year in general. So we're very thankful. That's uh, No, that's great. That's the most important <clears throat> thing that uh, you guys are healthy as well. Um, because uh, I'm sure people know that you are, I believe, uh, a partner of uh, Jane Jensen, who wrote the Gabriel Knight Games. Uh, and she's really successful now as well. In, uh, she's in a bo- writing books as well, writing I don't know how many books uh, per year, but really successful, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she's got, I think, over 50 books now uh, that she's published. And, uh, you know, she's always got one in the works. Uh, she just released a Christmas book a couple of weeks ago. Um, wow. And she's, you know, she's one of those people that everything she does, she does well. Um, so she's also like a master quilter and, you know, all these things, anything she focuses on, she's immediately becomes an expert. So that's always fun to watch. Yeah. But yeah, she's, you know, she sends her love and, and happy holidays to everybody. Um, no, well the, well, the same to you guys. Now, again, for anybody watching live or if you're indeed listening, I will be asking Robert about possibilities or what he thinks about Microsoft's acquisition of, of uh, Activision and what that may mean for possibly Gabriel Knight. We shall see. No spoilers yet. We shall see. I'm, I guess I think I can guess what the answer might be still, but um, but anyway, we can start with uh, with your album. So for people who might not know, uh, what you did is uh, Kickstarter, which was successful. But what what is sequel? What were what were your objectives with sequel? So um, for people who might not have heard it, yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm of course aware that that. People would love to see more games from us, and and I I really you know have appreciated the way the fans have held and embraced the music from all the games and my particular sort of musical style. And I thought um, I think I may have shared this story with you last time. You know, we we moved a few years ago, and I was setting up my studio, and I was breaking out some of the older equipment, and I started playing around, and some of this was stuff I had used on the GK games. And suddenly I realized I was writing music in that vein again. And I thought, you know, people might enjoy hearing more music that was sort of in the the world of Gabriel Knight. So I thought, well, you know, let me go out and see if there's any interest. And we did the Kickstarter and and, uh, the response was overwhelming, which was great. So uh, ideally, ideally it was, you know, the goal was to do uh, a, a group of music that could have been another soundtrack to another uh, GK or, or Grey Matter game, um, something that, that dealt with the same textures, the same kinds of melodies, the same emotional content. And, and that was a great creative challenge, you know, to go back and sort of get in that same box. Yeah, I can imagine it must have been a challenge because, um, 
you know, previously worked uh, on actual games, and this was a hi- hypothetical game, as you mentioned, hypothetical new Gabriel Knight or Grey Matter. Um, mm. So how how did you then work about creating this new music for? Uh, we we will actually play a song after you know after this question that I just remembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, how, how was it just? Um, playing, you know, creating these songs, creating this music for a hypothetical game. Did you still work with with Jane about what, you know, possible characters or possible stories, or was it more about mood of the game, atmosphere? How did you work on this in in general? It was, yeah, it was a little more practical. Um, I I went back and I listened to the official soundtracks for all the games and I, I tried to identify the kinds of elements, the kinds of songs that the games included. You know, there were obviously action themes and big sweeping main themes and love themes and sad themes and funny themes. So I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to try and make sure I include the same sort of balance of those um, and do things that could feel like, again, that it belonged to a certain game. And, um, and it was interesting because of the Kickstarter, people could actually purchase a song that would be theirs and they could decide the name of the song. So mo- a lot of the titles on the album come from the, the people who you know supported that individual song. And it's funny because they sound like the titles about game characters because, mm. <laughs> because a lot of them have, have certain kinds of names and things. So people have asked me, you know, does this mean there's there's a game in the works with those names? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it uh, uh, you know it was a, a really great, really fun process to do. I spent about three months just writing at piano, and then about three months uh, recording and producing the tracks, and then another three months master mixing and mastering, um, and um, you know. It, the uh, album came out, I think, in September. We just released the CD version a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just now this week getting the test pressings for the vinyl version. So the vinyl's coming very soon. Very nice. Well, I'll ask you more about uh, about them. I mean, just saying about the titles, there is one called Graceless, which... <laughs> Uh, at least I'm sure some people might be thinking, "Ooh, that could be interesting." <laughs> and then the character called Kristen's team, and then and then hunting the shadows. <laughs> That's also <laughs> it's almost like a tease. <laughs> That's right. That's but right. Uh, but um, <laughs> well, I will play because I got um, a video. Which you know, to believe you, videos we can talk about the video as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's flights of anticipation. So um, I'm going to try and play a little bit of, of that, if that's okay with you. Robert, are we going to talk about that now? We'll see how it works. So I'm going to try and seamlessly uh, share (laughs) my screen. And uh, let's see if it it works. Um, Oh, actually, no, this is called Back, well, Back in the Saddle. Uh, Uh, Back in the Saddle. Okay, great. So again, we'll just play a little bit of this song. And if you're watching on video, you can see a little bit of the video. And uh, then we'll uh, chat to Robert more about it. So... Uh, here we go. Back in the 
So, well, speaking of teasing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you can't find believe the rest of that video on YouTube, because I, I before we actually were uh, speaking, I didn't know that you created uh, videos for your for your songs as well, and that looks. Like there's a lot going on there, <laughs> and it looks yeah, like you're really, yeah. you know, really well produced. Well, uh, you know, I have to I have to give a shout out to uh, my good buddy George Napier who produced that. Um, he's done uh, he did another one for me uh, called for a song uh, for Oberon, which is one of the bonus tracks actually on the CD. Mm. Um, he. Uh, He's a, a very good friend. We've, we've worked together in a lot of ways over the years. And it's interesting because I just sort of throw the music over to him and he does what he would love to do creatively. And it's it's interesting because I, in this case, you know, he really did, he's very good at sort of creating a, a small story, the world of a story, just like in a game, all within the scope of a video. And he also, you know, as you can tell, he found little subtle ways to sort of sort of call back to things like GK2. And, and uh, there's some elements that definitely harken back to some of that. So uh, he, he just did a great job. I was very, very happy and proud of it. Yeah, no, it, it, it looks amazing. So we see, uh, so how involved were you with the making of the video? Then? Were you so with your friend? Did you just tell him this is the song that did he, uh, create a video or did you work in the video along with him to try and tell the story uh, actually I, I i sent a few songs over to him and i said you know pick the one that that speaks to you and uh he did all the work uh and then sent the finished video back to me and sort of said well here it is uh, <laughs> and uh and you know he's always open to to tweaks if if i have a little idea um and so, you know, I, I think we, we probably had a little bit of, of collaboration after that. But in general, this was all him. And, and uh, he, he just sort of ran with it. Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. And then you, so he chose the actors and everything? He Well, he, uh, what he does, he, he's amazing at finding existing footage that mm. is available and, uh, you know, making things out of existing footage so all of that is stuff that he just grabs oh really know, so he didn't uses. oh wow so he just that's existing footage yeah wow um, i was gonna say it looks fantastic it looks very expensive yeah <laughs> it, it's wonderful beautiful stuff and the continuity is wonderful and you know it, what he does is magic it's it's really great and do all the songs uh, on the album do they all have a video as well they don't uh, just a couple, but uh, we we hope to do some more in the future, and um, you know, wouldn't surprise me if we do some more next year. Yeah, well, I uh, I look forward to seeing the videos then because I'll have to watch the end of that video myself. Um, so so again, I can include a link to that, but you can find that video on uh, your website, which we'll mention at the end of uh, this interview as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so then you mentioned uh, that it was, uh, you know, what well, a few things about how it was available as CD and all, uh, and you know, the objectives. I suppose now your Kickstarter was, which on video there you can. Um, <laughs> it, well, actually, we can talk about the C CD now. Actually, is that still <laughs> available for people, or is that just for Kickstarter? Backers? It is. Um, it, it 
you can order the CD on Bandcamp, um, as well as obviously as the, the digital version. And once we get the vinyl versions, you'll be able to order those as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of people already purchase and, and order the CD, which is great. Uh, the CD has, um, as I think I might have mentioned, has five bonus tracks. And it also has, you know, as a part of our Kickstarter, starter, we ran a, a covers contest because so many people all over you the meant, world. Yes. I remember you mentioned these, that uh, last year. Yeah, and, and they do these great covers, you know, and they'll send them to me. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, well, you know, let's let's do a contest. <clears throat> and originally I thought, well, you know, I'll include one, the winning one on the CD. But they were all so good, I, I couldn't decide. So I said, okay, well, we'll just include them all. We'll do a whole separate disc. So there's a second disc in this that is all 18 covers from the contest. And they're from all over the world. And they're, you know, some of them are acoustic guitar. Some of them uh, are euphonium. There's a guy who plays euphonium. There's a guy doing a pipe organ in a cathedral. Um, wow. There's a, just choirs there's some really really interesting performances so uh, you know equ equally as interesting as as my contribution to sequel yeah um, no a pipe in the you know the in the church or in the organ that sounds very uh that they go to a lot to a lot of trouble to that so that's great that you chose them all that they're very inclusive and i'm also delighted to hear that people are still buying cds and uh and vinyl as well, because um, I, I, I was genuinely thinking, do people still buy, buy those? But I'm delighted to hear that. So you find out people are still buying the CD version. Yeah, it's it's been it's, popular. It's, been a, it's been really nice. You know, I agree. It's great to, to have people, you know, going that way. And, and uh, you know, uh, vinyl, as we all know, is doing better and better every year. Mm. Um, uh, and it, it's great, you know, as, as a uh, creator, you know, it's it's just wonderful to to have people. Some people, you know, will take all all the formats they can. You know, mm. um, so they'll get it digitally and on CD and on album. And um, so it, it's just great. I'm just really happy and pleased with the response. Yeah, de definitely. <laughs> um, and it's also, I believe, on on Spotify as well is, without, yeah. without the extra. Now, I know we've heard from musicians and artists, you know, talking about Spotify uh, being in the news that uh, might not help uh, artists as well. So what I mean, I'll ask you, see what you can say. What, what's your impression of Spotify? Do you think it's a good thing for artists or do you think that does it help artists or does it hinder artists? Do you lose money? From uh, its, you uh, know, I think I think or, in general, it's it's if you can answer the question, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of demonic. I mean, you know, I, I know people that work at Spotify and, and they believe in what they're doing and, and that's fine. But, you know, I, I think they really shortchange artists and, and mm. you know, they really cheapen the value of music. But, um, you know, what happens as a uh, musician these days in order to get your music out, you really have to go everywhere. So, mm. for instance, you know, SQL is on Bandcamp, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on Amazon. It's it's anywhere that you would buy your music, hopefully. And and that's kind of what you have to do to distribute broadly enough to make sure people, you know, can find it. Um, and Spotify is just sort of one of those 
one of those channels. Mm, yeah, it's it, it's it's a pity that they shortchange the art because, you know, my, well, my question would be, is how do you guys make money? Because <laughs> we want you guys to continue working, continue producing yeah. this great music. But then, well, you know, there's this great old lyric, you know, the, the man in the suit just bought a new car from the money he made on your dreams. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> that's that's the music. I mean, the music industry has always been that way. Mm. Uh, the artists, you know, with the exception of, of a few at the very top tier, uh, you know, the artists are not usually the people making money. But, which, um, which it kind of <laughs> should be. Yeah, it, it should be you guys. You guys doing all the work. It's it just <laughs> seems crazy because I've heard the same about authors. You know um, that uh, they're the ones who it's. I was told that it's nearly impossible to make money or make a living from being an author, and that the publishers who make most of the money and take it for. I'm like, I'm like, it should be the other way around. I mean, not nothing against yeah. Yeah. publishers or anybody else, or but. Just the people doing the bulk of the work should be making the most money. <laughs> well, and you know that's that's one of the great things. Uh, I mean, like Jane, you know, self publishes mm. a lot of her books, and and, and good, <laughs> and you know, she does much better in terms yeah. of financial stuff when she does that. Um, and that's one of the things I love about crowdfunding and and things like Kickstarter is that you know the people who care about my music. Mm. Even if it's just a small, passionate group of people, which it always surprises me that there's there's actually you know an audience in places all over the world that are interested in this music, um, that they have a way to directly share that and be a part of that passion and you know be supportive of me as an artist, which they certainly were you know in the Kickstarter for sequel, and and I really appreciate that. Uh, and it, it, it's a great way for the artist to get supported directly and um, sort of cut out the middleman, you know, to a great yeah. degree. Oh, well, people, I don't know if you haven't uh, seen my interview or listened to my interview with Tony Warriner, uh, you really should, because he also, he's the developer of Broken Sword, one of them, and he they also had issues with publishers um, as well. And um, so I encourage you to check that out for more on that but in terms of kickstarter for for you and we also just heard a little bit how that song sounds which uh certainly sounds amazing um how how exactly how did the kickstarter help you to create the music so we spoke about how successful it was um how did that help you make the sound as good as possible first of all was it a big help to you um in terms of creating the music and uh more or less how how did it help in case your future yeah. Kickstarters, how important yeah. Kickstarter is. It was, it was incredibly helpful uh, in several ways. One, you know, it gave me a, a financial model that could allow me the freedom to not have to focus on anything else last year other than creating this album. So mm. it, it really gave me, you know, the time to really do it at the level that it, it should have been done. Um, it also, you know, gave me the opportunity to upgrade some things in my studio that were very valuable at, in terms of impacting the quality. And then as I moved through the process, um, it allowed me, for instance, to utilize people like Lurson Mastering who are 
world-renowned, you know, they have won every Grammy possible. <laughs> These guys are, are one of the top three mastering houses in the world. And so to be able to afford to take my music, finished music and give it to people like that and have them do their magic, as, as well as the guys who've worked on uh, prepping the vinyl version, we, some of these guys are the very best in the world. Um, and so to be able to afford that kind of talent to collaborate on, on really does make an impact on the end result. So, uh, you know, creatively, uh, it was, it was incredibly helpful. No, it's, that's great to, to hear. And was your first time on Kickstarter, I believe while well, you and Jane were on Kickstarter about 10 years ago, which was also successful, uh, for, for your game. So, um, and did you learn anything this time or was it just as scary going on Kickstarter a second time? <laughs> was there, it was, is, were it's there, stressful, yeah. Were, it is were, stressful. Or, or, or were you more confident the second time? We're thinking, oh, I know this Kickstarter business. <laughs> oh, no, you know, it, it, I think it's like having children, you know, you forget <laughs> how, how challenging it is. Um, but, uh, you know, there were some great learnings. I mean, Jane and I had a wonderful experience and we also had a challenging experience uh, with our Kickstarter. And, and I think everybody knows that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I had some good learnings from that. That And one of the things in terms of music, um, you know, that I continue to learn about going through the process is, you know, you really do have to anticipate a lot of things usually are going to cost more than than they did or they or you anticipate that they will um, in terms of things like mastering and production and vinyl production and things like that. So it's, all of that's very important to to have learnings. Um, but, you know, I, one of the things I mean, we've talked about Roberta Vaughn and, and her great support during the Kickstarter and, and in helping me. Um, it's been a really good education again in how to connect with fans, how to, you know, really be, be connected to the community in a way that's not just promotional and, and valuable from that angle, but also, you know, hopefully is valuable for them. And um, it's been really wonderful. Like when we were at PAX West a few months ago, uh, and Jane was on a panel, you know, we had so many <clears throat> fans come up and say, oh, you know, I contributed to your Kickstarter and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear the album and all that. So it's, it's just really wonderful to have that connection in place. Yeah, that's what I've heard from, you know, developers and artists <clears throat> who go on Kickstarter. They say that even if they can get the money another way, a lot of times they just use Kickstarter just to connect directly to fans that they say, yeah. this is great. We could get publishers, but we prefer to go, you know, this way, just to speak directly to fans and connect with them directly and, you know, get them involved as well. Like ask them more. That's what they would want as well. Like you uh, mentioned about the titles, because I was going to ask you about that. And um, because they're very curious titles, but was it the fans who helped you come up with the titles for every song? Or how did that go? Um, not not for every song, but but many of the songs. Um, I think probably a good sixty percent of the songs are songs that were titled by fans because you know, for instance, Alice's theme, which is the last sort of ballad on the album, um, was written as a lullaby 
uh, and uh, Sarah, who supported that song specifically with her Kickstarter contribution, asked, could I do a song for her little girl, Alice? Oh. And uh, so this became Alice's theme. So, it, again, it was, a, you know, a great creative connection between a fan and the process. And it was an honor, you know, to write a piece of music that would specifically, you know, be directed toward a young child like that. Yeah, I oh, know that's that's great to hear. I didn't know that um, because I, I was thinking that you came up with these um, as well. But that that's a really lovely story. Um, I I hope it wasn't the same for like hunting the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> that that was uh, that was actually one of the titles that I came up with um, because I, I did want to try and pepper some things would that would feel like one of the games, you know. No, oh, m- most definitely. So. Um, and then you mentioned that you have, you know, there's action sequence, well, action music and love music mm-hmm. and sad music um, as well. And did, did you, I suppose, did you did you find yourself? What was it easier? Were there any challenges getting back into the mindset? Because I said I'm not a musician, but I can <laughs> just imagine it might be like writing. But um, I'm sure you've been working as a musician, even not on the games, but specifically for this hypothetical game to get yourself after the Kickstarter back into the mindset. Um, how, how was that? How was that process too? Yeah, it was interesting. I was actually a little fearful about it because, you know, you just never know <laughs> when, you, when you sit down to write music, what's going to happen. Um, I, I did sort of change my process because usually you know, when I do music, you sort of focus on one song at a time. You sit down, you write the music, and then you produce the music, and then you mix and master or whatever. In this case, I wanted to try and do all the writing at once. So I got a little digital piano and I put it on our dining room table. And just any time I was in that room and I thought of a, I had a little idea or maybe I'd been out for a car ride and something, I was hearing something I'd sit down at the little little piano and just play it. And in fact, one of the finished tracks on the album is actually that first performance of me just writing it, sort of playing it down for the first time on a cheap little piano. Um, But what I did is I spent three months just doing nothing but that. So I wrote all of the music all at once. And then I took all those songs and started producing them and adding the other parts and the synthesizers and guitars and things. So it was a a change for me in the process, but it was really nice at the end of that first three months to know, oh, you know, this is going to work. I, I, I do still have this kind of music to give and, and um, it's obviously wants to come out and, and I actually had more than what I used. Um, so, you know, it was very encouraging. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And then, you know, it must have been different to when you were working at Sierra because this was, uh, you know, working at Sierra, this big company. Um, and I'm sure, I don't know if they gave you, you know, I don't know if they gave you notes or, you know, working with Jane, working with the people there. Uh, you know, did you have, did you feel like you had more or less freedom now with SQL or, uh, was it still similar to how you worked at Sierra? You know, how, how was it now working on, with, on SQL uh, it was, in this case? Yeah, it, you know, it was interesting at Sierra because 
I was both producer and, and composer on the project. Mm. So I would spend half my day, you know, being the producer. And then I'd have my piano behind me and I'd spend the afternoons. I'd turn around and just write music and I might the grab different Jane hats. and say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'd grab Jane once in a while. I'd say, hey, listen to this. What do you think? Um, but it's funny. In fact, I joked with her the other day because, you know, she's a writer and, and our household, you know, stays fairly quiet because she's usually writing. <laughs> so when I do music, I do a lot of it in headphones. And I, I, I was joking, I said, do you realize, Jane, that, you know, I wrote, produced and completed this entire album and you never heard a piece, <laughs> one note of it <laughs> until it was done. So we laugh about that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I felt a lot of total freedom. And again, I think that's one of the positive things about the Kickstarter uh, dynamic, you know, um, as my friend George said, he said, you know, it's so wonderful that you now, at the end of this Kickstarter, you've been set up for a year of work, the work that you love doing, the kind of music you love writing, and you have total control about, you know, as a, as a creative and an artist, about what that's gonna be. And it is a, a really nice dynamic that way. Yeah, no, I'm sure I was going to ask you, uh, did Jane uh, help you, you know, with that? But you've just answered that. She only listened to it afterwards. Well, what did she think? Did she uh, have any opinions on <laughs> Did she get inspired? She, she really loves, yeah, she really loves it. it you know, it's funny. Uh, Jane and I have always kind of been that way. Um, you know, she would. she's always been very uh, supportive and, and comfortable with my choices. So usually, you know, she, when we were doing the game, she would just say, Hey, I need this kind of theme, or we're thinking about this for this kind of scene. And I would go off and do it. And she would hear the end result later. Um, and she is not, it's funny because, uh, Jane is not very musically focused. She doesn't listen to a lot of music or anything. And I'm not a fiction person. I, mm -hmm. I read nonfiction. So I don't really read her work and she doesn't really listen to my music. <laughs> but, but we have a lot of respect, especially when we work together on things. You know, we, we have just a ton of respect about what we're both gonna bring to the table and the way it sort of blends together um, successfully, hopefully. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And has your daughter, who I believe is also a singer songwriter herself from the Scarlet Furies, is it? Yes. Uh, has she yeah. listened? To, has she listened to the album? Has she? She she has, and um, uh, you know, she's she's actually always a really good sounding board for me because I I have a lot of respect for her as a musician, and and uh, uh, we're very good at you know working with each other musically, collaborating. Uh, and so she she gave me some great feedback. You know, she's got some favorite songs on the album, and um, it's it's always good, you know, to hear from her about it. And uh, you know, I'm hoping uh, as we talk about things that may follow on, you know, in the coming year, you know, I'm hoping maybe I can talk her into being mm. a part of some of that. So we'll see. Interesting. Well, we'll, we'll just ask you about that now in just a second. But uh, I suppose, well, maybe not my final question on this, but it's in terms of you've done the music, created the music, spent all these hours and days, weeks, months creating this fantastic music. And now 
getting the word out there now that you're also doing this, you know, with Roberta Vaughn and with, but you don't have, you know, you're not with Sierra who would have their own marketing department. You are the marketing <laughs> department, I guess. Uh, right. how, how was it? How did, how did you go about, you know, trying, you know, getting the word out about um, your album and this music and say, Hey, look, I'm Robert Holmes. I have a new, Completely original album, original songs. Hey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how how know, was that? How did you know? How, how did you go about that? It's it's always a challenge. Um, you know, it's uh, that's another great thing, and also one of the challenges about. Of assume that the people who care the most about hearing your music have already contributed of uh you know the album or the kickstarter process so you you kind of have to anticipate well okay so after that it's going to be more the the long end of the tail that you're trying to reach uh the, and so thankfully um you know from the work jane and i did um uh, it, during our Kickstarter and, and other things, you know, we've compiled a pretty healthy email list. So I go out and do blast to that list, you know, hey, <laughs> this is coming. You might care about this, you might not, but, you know, it's here if you want it. Um, and so that's been helpful. And then, of course, social media and, of course, you mm. know, having conversations like this, um, you know, just every, any way that you can sort of get out there in the in the ether you know, seems seems to have some value, hopefully. Yeah, no, I mean, I suppose, yeah, getting the word out, doing interviews like this. There was um, other developers um, of of a game that I spoke with that they did an interview on YouTube. Now, uh, what they said was that this um, person, that he didn't have many followers. He just had to take, I don't know, four or five or whatever. But they said that they still... <laughs> The, uh, agree to do the interview because they said if those four followers bought their game yep. and then they recommended their their game to say four other people and then it kept going it's like we could make more sales that way it's uh, yeah absolutely kind of a win-win it's <laughs> so. absolutely and you know I've, i it's been really sweet to see um you know as people receive the album either digitally or on cd you know mm. a lot of people will sort of post hey look what came in the mail today and this is my favorite song or I love this. And, and it's been, you know, really rewarding because um, all of that, uh, which I didn't anticipate, has been very positive. And, and, and all of that helps contribute to awareness, you know. Absolutely. You know, the, one of the best that I believe, and now again, I'm not a marketer either, but it's, you know, word <laughs> of mouth from people, from fans, yeah. if they have to get the word out, which... I mean, I keep seeing as well, you know, on Facebook and online as well, you know, people talking about SQL with pictures of CD and everything. And so it's um, it's 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 really great, great to see. And um, so and then this is for a hypothetical game. This game doesn't exist. But if there was to be a game in future <laughs> in a coming year or two or whatever, um, mm -hmm. would you? Would you use any bit of this soundtrack, do you think, or would you start again? I know it's a hypothetical question all by itself, um, but do you think you could go like, okay, yeah, soundtrack is ready, <laughs> or would, it, would, you, would you have to tweak it, I imagine? Oh, you know, I, I would probably, in fact, it's. I, I remember joking to Jane, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do this album and then 
you know, we'll get the deal for the next game. <laughs> no, have to, over to I'll you. I'll have to do it all over again. <laughs> I've but, done my but, work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, I would probably start all over again because I, I think what happens is, especially with somebody like Jane, you know, she creates a world. And in that world for that game uh, or that story, there are specific things that really I creatively respond to. Um, and, and that's always been the case in the game. So it, it, again, it would be my, you know, my pleasure to take her story and what she is creating and then respond to that, you know, creatively and musically. And, you know, so I'd, I'd be happy to do that again. No, you'd be happy to do it all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's fantastic. Now, if people have just joined us live and you have any questions for Robert, uh, about sequel about his album please put them in the in the chat and i'll be happy to ask um and now before we get on to uh you know things that you said you're going to tease about uh, what you may or may not do um just to finish off with sequel wh- where can people get um you mentioned Bandcamp as well so can, can we get it digitally as well or different versions of it uh where yeah, can people so- find out more and buy this buy um- the album you can uh, just about any music service, you know, Bandcamp, you can get digital or CD and eventually the album. Um, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on Amazon, uh, it's on all just about all the digital music services. And, and you can also find out more at robertholmesmusic.com, where we have a lot of listings of where it's available and latest news. Uh, so that's always a good place to look as well. Okay, well, I'll be putting uh, links in the chat uh, to to those uh, places as well, where you can get uh, these um, these listings or, or this album as well. And it's uh, also helped to support you. To, that's what we <laughs> want you. you. Want you to continue working. And um, so, I suppose now I I do need to ask you this question. You can tease uh, as well that you said. But I suppose we, let's talk about Microsoft and Activision. <laughs> There's a big news at the beginning of the year when Microsoft bought Activision. And I know many people, their first thought was, oh, Call of Duty, will it still be available on PlayStation? What's going to happen to War- World of Warcraft and all this and, uh, and anything Activision does? My first thought was, Gabriel Knight 4. <laughs> what does this mean for the possibility? Now, as I said, I don't know if anything is happening, will happen, might happen, but since you've worked on Gabriel Knight 4, since I'm sure you know some people in this, what can you say now that Microsoft was still in the process of the acquisition of Activision? Do you think that this uh, might give a better chance or worse chance or still the same? Because people have different opinions. I believe Ken sure, Williams sure. Um, himself mentioned he didn't think that what would change. He said that, look, Phil Spencer and Microsoft, they're going to try and recoup um, the billions that they've spent on it. And he said, unfortunately, Sierra games aren't going to do that quickly. They're going to focus on Call of Duty. Other people, it might have mm-hmm. been yourself, has said, I think, that it might help. So over to you again. What What is your opinion directly from the horse's mouth? Yeah, well, you know, I agree with Ken in that, you know, they're spending, what, $68 billion or something? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, I think that's supposed to wrap up this June. Hopefully, and um, 
I think Jane and I both feel, uh, you know, we we have been very frustrated over the years with Activision and uh, their sort of inflexibility with licensing and with, uh, you know, getting things to to be done. And, and I mean, it's it's been crazy. You know, we've had many, many, you know, feature film uh, ideas, but by really great, you know, feature film people to who wanted to do a GK movie or something and Activision just would say no. Or, you know, we had at several points, including back when we did our Kickstarter, uh, you know, we're in discussions with them and, and um, they've just always been very difficult. So we, you know, it's kind of like, it can't get any worse. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> gotta be. It's bound to be better. Um, and, and you know, we do. I mean, I know a bit about the world at Microsoft. I've worked with them for a lot of years during my agency career. Um, and I know, you know, they're very smart people. They're very they're very creative folks. They're very interested in in doing things and in um, you know progressing and and. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, our, our hope and our opinion in general is that, you know, we, we view this as a good thing and we think that at some point, and, you know, we certainly don't know when, but, you know, we, we feel like it may open some doors that have not been open in the past. And we're, you know, as I mentioned to you, I think before we started, Jane and I are both very, very interested in doing more GKs and, uh, you know, doing another gray matter. Um, and Jane would like nothing better than to spend the next few years focused on games. So um, we're going to do everything we can do to help manifest that. We're, uh, we're working to, to try and, uh, you know, cultivate uh, ways to work with Microsoft when, when and if the time comes. And uh, we, you know, we would love to do it. So, uh, you know, we we're big, we're big fans, and and this was our experience with Gabriel Knight in general. You know, we really believe that if we envision something, and if we, you know, sort of put that out in a clear way to the universe, um, and that you know we can help manifest something, and and. Um, that's that's our opinion on this. You know, we hope we hope to be able to do that eventually. No, that, that's great to hear that you guys want to do it because, uh, as I mentioned to you as well before recording, that you know at least I want you guys to want to do it. I certainly don't want to force you guys yeah, to do something. Yeah. You know, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who didn't want to write any more Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> or Agatha Christie who felt she had to write more Hercule Poirot. But it's great that you guys are still passionate about doing this, if at all possible. Um, because it would be great if you guys had the option to. Uh, yeah, to well, and, and, you know, the, the truth is, you know, the, the, the story uh, and the, the sort of world for GK4 is, has always sort of been there and, and mm. sort of waiting. So, um, you know, I think, I think Jane is, is very, very interested in, in seeing it happen. Um, and it could happen any number of ways, both directly or indirectly, you know, with Microsoft. So um, we're just being very open, and whenever we have the opportunity, we're sort of saying, "Hey, we're game," <laughs> you know. We're, and uh, and that again, you know, was part of of 
uh, what I was hoping to also support in, in doing sequel was to say, hey, you know, not only can I still do this music, but I, you know, I want to do this music and I'd love to have a game to do this music. Too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hopefully the universe is listening. Yeah, well, you guys want to do it. Uh, Return to Monkey Island was just released uh, this year in 2022. And, you know, Ron Gilbert didn't get to write, but he was able to work with LucasArts and Evolver. They were able to help get him to make the game that he wanted to make. And it got great reviews. I believe they said that that sold the most out of all the Monkey Island games as well. So it's Venture Games can still sell well. Ken and Roberto Williams are about to release uh, yeah. uh, a game as well. It and it, it, Adventure Games are, you know, okay, they're not mainstream like they were maybe when you guys, right, but they're right. still doing well. They're certainly not dead. And I just and, think, yeah. just make it happen. And, you guys want to make it happen. Gabriel and I is beloved franchise and there's so much potential. Well, and, you know, uh, we're so happy to see everybody you know, see Ron and, and uh, Ken and Roberta doing great stuff. You know, we're very supportive of, of all that. And it was so great. You know, we congratulate Ron on his success. Mm. And, um, you know, we we believe that, yes, you know, adventure games, you know, are, are a smaller market and, and it will always be. But, you know, there are some ways we can continue to grow that market and, and retro gaming, you know, seems to be very popular these days. Mm. And then you've got, you know, people like Dave Gilbert, who are, you know, very talented at creating games, you know, with very small budgets that people, you know, find great enjoyment from. So, um, you know, all of those things, I think, are good momentum and, and valuable steps in in helping you know, create opportunities for, for people like us to do more of it. Yeah, and, and again, Dave, well, Dave Gilbert didn't work on this game himself, but he uh, published it, The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow, which certainly has similarities to Gabriel. It's very different in some ways, but, you know, it's horror, folksy horror. <coughs> uh, you know, I was thinking, this reminds me a little bit in a good way of Gabriel Knight, and that, he said, was his, one of his best-selling games as well, of Wajidai. So clearly there is a market for this. And that's well, what kills and, me. It's, it might make a billion dollars, but clearly it should yeah, make its yeah. money, I think, if it's done well. If it's done Yeah, well, right. you know, we had, a, I think I, I mentioned, you know, we had a great experience at PAX West um, mm. when Jane was on a panel with Dave and Ron and Ken and Roberta. And, and um, we had a lunch afterwards uh, and Dave was there. And, and you know, he's he was very... Uh, nice in, in sharing with us how much of a fan he was of, mm. of GK and, and Grey Matter. And, and uh, you know, it's all, always great to hear um, that it's a part of somebody's inspiration. And, you know, it's important for us. You know, we still feel we have some great work to do. Mm. And um, I, I think we want to create an opportunity to do that. So uh, I, well. hopefully that's going to be the case. Yeah, hopefully. And do you think that the success of sequel, that if there are theoretically any discussions with Microsoft, that you could go, hey, well, look, this is an album that I worked on completely originally, and look at this success. It's uh, so. Well, you know, hopefully at the very least, um, you know, it it shows that the audience is still out there and that people appreciate, um, you know, the the world of of GK and and this kind of music and um, and that hopefully I can still do it, you know, to a certain degree. And um, 
So, but all of it, you know, as we said with social media, it's it's just sort of another thing that helps keep mm. awareness up. You know, that somebody in a meeting, <laughs> you know, since, you know, happens to mention, hey, you know, I I just, you know, we're talking about Jane Jensen and Robert Holmes, and you know, I saw yeah. somewhere that Robert has a new album out. So, you know, at least they know we're, you know, we're still around and and we're still, you know, doing work. Yeah, and I don't know if I saw this in a video, but I believe it was someone mentioned that uh, people at Microsoft, some of them either worked for Sierra before or were fans of Sierra, or maybe both. That, yeah, you know, I, think, young people I think at both. the time. So I, think both. I know there there are several people who were at Sierra who ended up at Microsoft, um, and some of them have have since left. Some of them are still there. Um, you know, you just you just never know um, when something is going to make sense from both a creative and a business perspective to do it. Um, but you know, with all of this sort of developing uh, in in various angles, um, you know, I think we just feel that there's very good momentum, and there mm. could very well be a possibility that this could happen at some point. Well, look, the best of luck. I I certainly hope so. Um, Michael Clamers in the chat. Apologies if I got your name wrong. Hello, Michael. Um, uh, who I believe he does another ad uh, adventure game club uh, podcast. Really enjoy that podcast. Hoping to say, Michael, <laughs> it's uh, he mentioned Microsoft funding development of Pentiment gives me hope that they have an interest in adventure games. And Pentiment is I've played the start of it really good, and it's got great reviews as well. So hopefully that will contribute to the momentum. Um, and then the, the, the final uh, question then about that, um, and I will ask Michael's question about going back to sequel before we finish. Um, but in the meantime, and I know you said you and Jane would like to go back to make Gabriel Knight. Uh, would you also in the meantime like to uh, maybe work on another Grey Matter or if you have the rights to that or another original game, even a shorter, smaller game? I don't know, in the, just to show that. Yeah. Or... Would that be a possibility? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I, yeah, there, there is, you know, there is a possibility. We own the rights to Grey Matter, which is nice. So we can do anything we want with that. And actually, you know, we've we've always felt for a long time that it would make a great, you know, TV series um, or a Netflix thing or something, you know, because it's just kind of got that vibe. Um, but also as a game, you know, there's there's definitely more that could be done there. Um, so, you know, we, we're very proud of Grey Matter and and feel like there's more that could be done with that, and, and we would like to do that. So that's that's also uh, something that's possible. Oh, well, uh, I would look forward to hearing more. Michael said, it's me on the Adventure Game uh, Club. So, again, you listen to that. Uh, now, well, he, he has a question, actually, which uh, I will go ahead and ask. He said he... Um, was the your album inspired at all by John Carpenter's albums of themes for movies that don't exist or that have anything to do with? You know, it didn't. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of respect for John Carpenter and, and what he, uh, you know, has done musically, obviously, with his films and otherwise. Um, you know, that, that first Halloween theme is just iconic. <laughs> it's just crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, it was, it, 
it wasn't really directly inspired by that, but it certainly shares the same spirit. Um, and you know, my overall belief was was, hey, you know, this this music was one of the legs on the table of the Gabriel Knight world. Um, people seem to really connect to the music um, and it's play. You know, I've had so many people share their great stories. Oh, you know, your music helped me through the death of my father or, mm. you know, your music we played at my wedding or. Yeah. And it means so much, you know, as a creative person to have that kind of, of feedback. So for me, it was just kind of, hey, you know, there's a legitimate uh, audience for the music and um, I wanted to try and nurture that that relationship and give them more things to enjoy. Um, you know, I was kind of raised uh, to believe that one of the, the real reasons we're here on the planet is to, to make a positive impact and, and to contribute. And this is just kind of the thing I do best in a way that, that I feel I can contribute to somebody's happiness. And, and so, um, you know, I'm going to keep doing it any way I can. Yeah. Well, we, we, we want you to keep doing it as well. Uh, well, thank you for that. Thank you, Michael, as well. Um, now you, you mentioned, I believe before recording that you wanted to maybe tease some of the things we've probably spoken about some of those things, uh, the obligatory Gabriel Knight question and gray matter. <laughs> Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to mention or tease? Well, you know, it's, um, again, I just want to say, you know, about those things specifically that it, we're doing everything we can do to help try and make those happen. And, and we hope to, to, you know, make that happen. Um, in terms of the music specifically, I guess one thing, uh, I'd, I'd like people to keep an eye out for because of the success of sequel and how you know wonderful the response has been. Um, I'm planning actually on doing uh, another project next year, uh, and we'll probably have another crowdfunding uh, campaign. Oh. Uh, and and it it's will likely have a very close relationship to sequel. Uh, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm having a lunch with Roberta tomorrow to talk about uh, strategies, um, or actually on Friday, talk about strategies for this. But, um, you know, it, it's been so great to have people really appreciate it. Um, that, and I've, I've got much more of that music uh, to, to do. So um, I think we're going to try and find some, you know, some valuable way to, to hopefully do more of that. So it could be a sequel to the sequel. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, well, look, I, I wish you all the best with that. And again, I will be happy to contribute to any okay. crowdfunding as well. I'd love to have you on again. Um, well, thank you. You know, I really appreciate uh, as you did last year, and and you know, as we're doing today, that you help you know give the opportunity for for people to hear about hear about this, and uh, it's very and valuable. Any any way we can, and. I hope this is public. I think it is. So I think we could mention as well. You also have something else. I believe are you working on? Is it Fog Town? Are you involved with that? Is that public? Yes. Okay. Um, thank God. This is live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the good folks who are working on Fog Town, which is a very cool project. Um, Absolutely. It, I I love the look of it. I love everything about it already. <laughs> yeah, it is so creative and it's so fun, and they are so smart. Uh, and, you know, Sean and his team have uh, 
you know, been very nice. They're, they're GK fans. Sean is a big fan. Uh, and um, so they had asked me, you know, if I would be involved musically in, you know, ways that might make sense. They already have a, a really gifted composer involved. But, you know, there's, there's always ways um, that you can sort of have multiple composers working on stuff. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'll probably be doing some themes and, and some special things to be a part of that as, as it grows. And um, that'll be a lot of fun. You know, I'm, I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan. Uh, Jane and I, you know, even, you know, went to, to Baker Street uh, one of the times we were in London and, and visited the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Mm. And, I did as know, well. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're... We're big, uh, we're big Anglophiles. So, <laughs> so we're, we're, you know, I'm excited to be a part of that. And uh, I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, no, I spoke to, uh, to the guys as well. And they, they, kind of, they showed me some behind the scenes, how they're working on it. And it looks absolutely incredible. Um, which, uh, and I've seen some of the videos as well. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's and- very well done. Uh, there is a gay root night connection as well because I believe Dean Erickson is going to play a character. He's coming That's back, right. which That's I can't right. believe because he didn't he didn't do any acting, I believe, since Gabriel Knight, and now he's coming back for that. So that's obviously something it really interested him enough to to go back. So yeah, that's um, very cool. So yeah, no, fa- fantastic. Um, well, thank you so much as always, Robert. It's, I can't believe the second time I've spoken to you. It really is great. Um, again, I would love to have you. Hopefully, we should make this a tradition. <laughs> Maybe next. That's great. <laughs> That's next great. Christmas, next, huh? And next time, you know, we'll see if we can get Jane to join us. So. Yeah, I'd, I would be delighted. Even just to thank her and you. Uh, and again, on be- well, I speak for myself first. Thank you for all the work that you mentioned that you contribute positively. You definitely do your music. I li- listened to it growing up um, because I did. I believe I had the soundtrack uh, of Gabriel Knight. Scenes of the fire of the two first two Gabriel Knights, and I just listened to that on repeat. <laughs> so, so yeah, so thank you. So, yeah, hopefully, I'll be delighted to get Jane on as well, just to interest to thank her for her contribution <laughs> and to talk to her more. But, uh, yeah, look, the very best of luck with uh, with sequel. I'm delighted to hear that's doing so well with CD and the uh, vinyl version, and uh, whatever else you're working on in future as well. I cannot wait to hear more. Well, thanks. And, and, uh, you know, this is always fun. It's always great to catch up and, you know, thank, thanks everyone, you know, who eventually tunes in or, or listens to this. And, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just so, so great for me to, to be able to share the music and have people appreciate it. So thank you very much to, to everyone. Indeed. Yeah. Thanks to people who joined us live to Michael and to anybody who watches or listens afterwards. And, uh, and again, I will include links. Make sure you, if you can, of course, if you can, to try and uh, to help people like Robert directly as well. So because we want you guys to continue working <laughs> and uh, uh, doing you. this. So, uh, well, thank you, Robert. We will keep in touch. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, let's do it again next year. <laughs> Sounds good. And happy holidays to everybody. And happy holidays to you guys as well. So, <laughs> Take care. So that was my interview with Robert Holmes. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. And once again, a huge, huge thank you to Robert Holmes for agreeing to join me and to Roberta Vaughan for putting us in touch again. 
and uh, look forward to hearing what he has in store for us. Some intriguing possibilities from that interview. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to hear very soon uh, if any of those possibilities come to pass. Uh, so that is it for this month's interview. Um, as always, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can um, you can subscribe to our Patreon if you so wish, which would really, really help us. Or you can uh, leave a review for us wherever you listen to podcasts on, if they allow you, on Apple Podcasts and I believe Google as well. There's a link in the show notes to all the places you can leave a review. That would really, really help us. Um, so thank you as always to everyone for um, for joining us and for your support. Uh, we'll be with you again very, very soon with the latest reviews and interviews of Adventure Games developers as well. So take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast now you can also follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you